What's going on, y'all? Starting a little bit early. Started a new job and I'm exhausted. First day of work and uh, I'm going to start early so I can end a little bit early and uh, go to bed early. <laughs> so I can wake up early and go back to the new job. What's going on, y'all? Happy Monday night. Um, checked in on Odyssey because I guess Odyssey, my Odyssey live chat, um, doesn't feed into the rest of the chats on my like restream thing that I use. So I get every every chat from D Live, YouTube, Twitch, uh, VK, and Trovo. Um, all sent to me. I can see all your chats here live. Everyone with me? Which, by the way, it's weird tonight that no one is with me on D Live or YouTube, which is where people are almost always with me. But I got two people watching on Twitch, and I got two people watching on Odyssey. So shout out y'all, and my girlfriend's in the chat on D Live, even though it's telling me no one's watching on D Live. Whatever. But it was funny tonight. I'm like, oh, I might as well check on Odyssey and see what's up. See who's uh, been chatting me in, in, the, in the stuff. And from a month ago, I have, um, you know, various uh, chats from a guy named Wolves, a guy named Made in USA, and a guy named Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Vladimir Putin writes, is there a Red Army in the game? So I think he was messaging me back when I was doing the Civilization streams. Like NATO, Jew, you will fail. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Slav army is too powerful, writes KGB in response to Vladimir Putin in my chat. And then Vladimir Putin writes, you should swap alliance with Russia and my girlfriend will lay with you. <laughs> so ba so what's up, Putin? Thanks for showing up in my Odyssey chat. Uh, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> Appreciate that. It's funny that tonight's night I check on it when we're actually like the one night we're going to be talking about, you know, war drums and protests and COVID and uh, Putin. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into it. We're going to get into it. I'm Jonathan Corey. What's up, y'all? Welcome into my live stream. This is number 85. You're here with me either live right now on Twitch and VK and Odyssey. Apparently not on DLive or YouTube, or you're watching this replay. Either way, I appreciate it. Find my replay channels, um, if you haven't already. Find and follow on all the social media places. The links and sources are, um, if you're watching, you can see JonathanCorey.com here at the bottom, here below me right here. JonathanCorey.com. And I'm also on Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash JonathanCorey. Um, subscribe, comment, review, all that good stuff. <laughs> Help me generate some traffic and spread this around to people you think uh, might like what I, my ramblings and my nonsense. So like I was mentioning, tonight we're getting political, we're getting topical. Y'all know that I've kind of moved away from doing that stuff. Um, Y'all that have been with me here for a while. But I feel like I needed to pack a punch here with all my thoughts on all of the nonsense and shenanigans that are <laughs> taking place so far this year, this month, and, you know, looks like what's going to be going forward for the next few months. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the end of the pandemic and the protests that are happening and about to keep happening and the war drums that are beating loudly right now, as you've all heard by now send your comments and questions here to me live in the chat and i'll get to them as always check out my new shirt my new shirt my bro sent me this shirt tennessee is lame don't move here 
<laughs> Tennessee is lame, bro. Don't move here. Tennessee sucks, dude. Stay out. <laughs> Stay out of here. Again, for people watching, it's just a black hoodie that says Tennessee is lame. Don't move here. Might be my new favorite shirt. I think I'm going to wear it around. It'll probably replace my Caucasians t-shirt, my Caucasian sweatshirt that I wear around. <laughs> I have like the Redskins logo, but it's like mockery, mocking it. If you haven't seen that, if you haven't seen me wear that. And it says Caucasians in like the Redskins font. And it's just like a generic white guy as the logo instead of like an Indian man. Hilarious. I wear it around. I get compliments all the time. People like literally, they either like look at me kind of like, Ugh. and I think they think I'm wearing like a Redskins shirt. But then when people like do a double take or when people like actually like look, they're like, wait, what does that say? It's always laughs and it's always compliments. <laughs> so I think when people glance and they think that I'm just wearing a Redskin shirt, they think it's like, oh, screw this guy. And then when they realize that I'm wearing a Caucasian shirt, <laughs> like everyone compliments. Everyone asks where I can get one. So that's my favorite hoodie. That's awesome. It's hilarious. People love it. But this one's like my new go-to. Tennessee is lame, bro. Don't move here. <laughs> Stay out. And shout out Mountain Folk who made these shirts. They also have shirts if you want to buy them for um, various states, various cool, awesome states that people should, you know, people especially from like California and Illinois and New York should definitely not move to there. Uh, he's got shirts for Idaho. He's got shirts for Utah, Wyoming, I believe, Montana, Colorado, I think. I'm not sure. Various cool states out in the West. And then he made one for Tennessee for me and um, for a couple other people. Send them out to us. So shop mtnfolk dot shop. mtnfolk dot shop. Mountainfolk dot shop. You can pick up those hoodies. I believe he also has one that's like that's like California's awesome. Move there or stay there. <laughs> <laughs> California's awesome. Stay there. <laughs> so that's good. That's funny. You know, he gets it. My boy Timmy over at Mountain Folk dot shop gets it, you know. And yeah, shout out again to Vladimir Putin in my Odyssey chat. O-D-Y-S-E-E dot at dot com. O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at Jonathan Corey. Odyssey makes you put the at in odyssey.com slash at Jonathan Corey. I'll be checking on those chats. I didn't realize that it was like separate from my other chat feeds. But right on. We'll get into it. Enough of me rambling. Oh yeah, I was just going to mention real quick. I got a new job. It's awesome. It's dope. I'm working with a bunch of Mex like, not Mexican. I guess, I guess one is Mexican. I don't know what the other ones are, but some Latinos, some Hispanics, and a cool uh, Christian youth minister. And we are doing some landscape construction, some landscape uh, architecture. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. New job. Um, yeah. It's day one in the books. Again, it was dope. <laughs> New job's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So right on. We're going to start the stream off. I'm going to stop rambling and ranting. Just quick life update, quick shirt update, you know quick update on my odyssey chat again shout out vladimir putin for stopping by my odyssey chat and wanting me to swap alliance to russia and to join the red army and who said that nato and the jews are going to fail so thanks thanks putin <laughs> thank you putin 
So right now, let's start it off. We're gonna start with a clip from me, a little blast from the past. This is a younger, more handsome, <laughs> less naive, less informed, pre-COVID psyop, still homeless, living out of his tiny car in a Walmart parking lot, and working his way out of debt, Jonathan Corey. A little blast from the past, from a little over two years ago. Oh, good old Jonathan Corey from two years ago, who is still a little baby Christian and reading the Bible all the way through for the first time and, you know, just started recently at that time going to church for the first time in his life and was still single and who recently left his entire life behind him in uh, California and moved out to Nashville for a fresh start and for some unknown mysterious calling from God <laughs> that's starting to be pieced together and worked out now, two years later. Um, so yeah, we'll get into it. This is again, a clip of my first stream in 2020 that I did. I forget which number, nine or 10 or 11. Um, it's called the North Star, I think is what the stream was called. Again, two, year, two years ago, little old, little old me, optimistic about what was gonna be happening in the coming, year, coming years. So we're gonna play this and we're gonna talk about it. I hope you enjoy it. The more life gets me down, the more that life tests me and the more trials and tribulations I go through. And I guess I just realize how much more happy and healthy I've become just loving and trusting the word of Jesus Christ. And I'm obviously trying to spread that news <laughs> and the revelations I've found and the feelings and experiences I've had with you guys and give you some advice I have. Um, as always, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> I'm not a pastor. I'm not a scientist. I'm no scholar. I'm not an expert. I'm just kind of sharing the knowledge I'm finding, the truth I'm finding in my heart and my soul based on my personal life experiences. Um, happy new year, guys. It's a new year, 2020. <laughs> the vision, the vision is opening up for people. I can already see it already. Uh, people are coming to me with problems and or just not problems, but people are coming to me wanting to overcome things in their life, their problems in their life, and asking me about Christ and with a genuine heart, with a genuine open mind. And it's been two days. <laughs> so I think this new year is like magically opening up people's eyes to wanting to find the truth and searching for the truth. And I do think this year, I do think Satan is real grumpy right now. I think Satan is not having a fun time. I think people are waking up and finding the word and finding the truth. And, you know, Logos is rising in general. And Jesus is cool. <laughs> Jesus is cool again. And I think it's making Satan real scared, real scared and shaky these days. And I think because of that, this year is going to be just one full of anger, negativity, jealousy, judgmental and criminal behavior, and just a lot of violence. Um... I think it's all about to intensify. I think Satan is his power over people, his brainwashing over people, um, the satanic lullaby that's kind of like engulfed this country and the people here for a while are going to start. It's going to start to drift away. That lullaby, that spell cast over us that has just made us, you know, non-believers very anti the truth and the light, and even believers have just kind of been put to sleep they've been silenced they've been shamed into just being silent and i mean just that word being ashamed of of being a christian and having faith and speaking up and speaking the truth and this year is starting to open eyes i think it's starting to open hearts people are starting to get their confidence back and they're like 
just general faith and their love of faith back and their willingness to just be like this, speaking and preaching about it on a live stream is coming back and filling people's mouths, you know, and um, Satan's not going to like this. He's not liking it already. He's not going to like it. And um, this is supposed to be a big year for him with the election. I think it's going to be real team red, team blue attacking each other and um, probably war picking up. I mean, there's always war drums beating and stuff like that. And, just in general, sports teams, there's always just something to fight about. Race, racism, sexism, all the isms that aren't real. Um, I think everyone's starting to wake up to the fact that this is all nonsense and it's all manufactured and being pushed on us to divide us so that we can be conquered, so that we can be easily ruled and manipulated by the ruling class. I think the ruled class is starting to wake up to the tricks and the schemes and the weapons used against us to keep us docile and keep us obedient. And this is happening. <laughs> Conversations like this are being shared and being, you know, taking place on Satan's playground. The internet, the, the screens are um, no longer Satan's controlled or preferential, preferential controlled place of satanic worship and spreading the fear, spreading the hate, spreading the jealousy and the the resentment towards each other, the negative thoughts, the e angry, evil thoughts are not being spread as much as he would like, I think. And he's not going to be happy about that. So I think we're going to see a lot of like violence, a lot of evil nastiness coming, you know, just being like bombarded through the screens, through the news and through the politics and through the, through the YouTubes and all that stuff. I think you're really going to see an uptick in Satan telling his telling the children telling the brainwashed masses of his to just really bombard and attack us with evil negative nasty thoughts and i think as a result it's going to wake us up i think in this year of chaos and despair a lot of people will be asking themselves for the first time questions that only the bible can answer and it's going to be beautiful <laughs> i think the blowback from satan bombarding everyone with nasty negative evil thoughts is just going to wake up all of us who are just naturally just good people good loving people i think for the first time that like a rubber band things are going to snap back and people are going to start to really start to question what's, what's going on <laughs> what's up with this why is everyone so nasty and angry and evil and what can i do to stop it and I think that Jesus is a good place to start with it. <laughs> I think <laughs> Jesus was so based and just kept it real. He was so loving and positive. And he just has the answers for your problems and your needs. And he listens. He listens when you cry out with a humble heart and a humble, humble soul for him. And you repent for your sins. You really think about and focus on and ask for forgiveness for all the wrongs you've done to yourself and to others and to him, to his word, to his grace. And I don't know. I think people are going to start to do it. I think people are going to start to have tough conversations and the tough thoughts that they haven't had and be pushed towards those with all the negativity and anger and violence and bloodshed that's about to be spilled. And the 2020, the magical year of the 2020 vision is going to wake people up. <laughs> I think people's eyes are going to be open. And when those eyes are open, they're going to start looking for answers and for solutions to their problems. And they're going to start to realize that the hole in their heart is not being filled with science and with politics and with news and with Hollywood videos and all this bullshit. All the computer screens are not going <laughs> to, as we wake up in the year 2020, as our vision increases in 2020, I think we're going to start to realize the screens here are not the ones that are uh, helping us and going to be the solution to our problems. 
and that they're actually causing them, that they're actually the ones pushing all the despair and fear and negativity into our into our brains and into our hearts. And <laughs> makes me cringe when I look back at my old streams and I hear my, myself cussing. <laughs> oh man, ah oh, man, reminds me of who I used to be, you know. Right on. I'll also just say before we get on, if you can't see, hoodie Sean is best Sean, you know? <laughs> I need to wear hoodies more on stream. I wear them all the time in my real life, and then I always think like, oh, don't wear it on stream. But hoodie Sean is best Sean, clearly. So I was, you know, clearly right about some things in that, in that little uh, pre, you know, two months before COVID, you know? <laughs> <laughs> clearly right about some things and definitely wrong about some others <laughs> you know i'm not gonna lie i'm clearly wrong about some things um obviously i didn't predict the whole covid nonsense lockdowns and pandemic that was about to you know completely disrupt our society and our culture just a couple months after that um after that live stream of mine back in you know the first again it was i think it was like the fifth or sixth day of 2020 couple months before all the stuff happened obviously i wasn't aware of the plans and the schemes that were about to be unleashed by uh satan and his minions <laughs> intended to demoralize and divide the masses right but i was right about just the general bigger picture you know well you know i did also completely swing and miss on the actual timeline of events there was an awakening there was a revival and there were a lot of people who woke up to the nonsense of the screens and the reality that we are, you know, just in a battle of good versus evil. We are in a spiritual battle. And that Jesus Christ is the way out of darkness and into the light. There were a great many Christians who woke up from their satanic lullaby and grew stronger spiritually and made some serious strides in their faith walks. There are a lot of people who have gotten their stuff together, who <laughs> have overcome their brokenness, rejected the tickets offered by the beast system, and have begun to crush for themselves, their families, their communities, and their churches. These folks just, you know, aren't being televised. <laughs> I was wrong about Satan losing his grip on the uh, screens and not being a satanic playground. You know, well, clearly him and his minions are <laughs> in charge of these things, you know. But, um, and yeah, you know, the uprising, the, re the revelation that's taking place, the overcoming of, of brokenness and entrance back into the light is not being televised on Satan's playground. They're actually, you know, instead of being shown publicly online and on television, you know, these people are actually being censored and deplatformed actively silenced and deleted from uh, their spheres of influence and notoriety the minute any one of the light <laughs> fighting for the side of good gets a little too influential on these screens you know it's just mysteriously there's some excuse that uh, happens to pop up out of nowhere to justify deleting them and censoring them and silencing them but the great awakening great awakening and a return to Jesus Christ and his right ways happened and is continuing to happen for a lot of folks it just isn't being televised again it isn't sweeping the nation as publicly or in as big of numbers as i had originally thought back then um 
I foolishly believed two years ago that the revelation would be televised. That the revelation would be televised. But of course, Satan could just not allow that to happen. And he and his little minions pulled out all the stops to prevent that from happening, right? You've seen it. You know it. You get it. <laughs> the, the revelation and awakening occurred for so many people internally and even publicly in some places, right? You've probably seen it. You've probably seen some of that. And I'm sure that you watching or listening right now are one of those people. <laughs> or at least know some of them if you're here, you know. You're one of those people who uh, woke up, you know, at least at some point and, you know, if not, over the last two years. People were tested and the church was sifted over those last few years. Did you close your businesses and churches because people on the screens told you to? Did you obey the mandates, which are really just suggestions? <laughs> and go out of your way to lock your doors when people needed you the most? Were you willing to put on a put a diaper on your face? And, you know, we all know that those don't actually <laughs> work and stop the spread of viruses. But did you put a diaper on your face in an attempt to keep your stuff and keep your privileges? Were you willing were you a willing participant in the massive human gene therapy trials that took place over the last year? Did you take the free money handed out by the government and by the banks? Did you post on your social media that you were an ally to and a supporter of a godless and destructive movement pretending to be in support of black lives? Did you post on your social media that you were an ally to, oh, I guess I read that. <laughs> Did you? Did you put hashtag BLM and demand that your family members say black lives matter, you know? Did you LARP around as a freedom fighter and a patriot who was working with a person named Q to take down the deep state and keep Donald Trump in power? Did you cheer on or vote for those who brought about high levels of inflation and unemployment, business closures and church shutdowns, a loss of liberty and the eroding of the rule of law? Or, <laughs> or... Did you see through the satanic schemes and the rebellious events designed to divide and distract the population? Did you comply with all the nonsense narratives and movements of the last couple years, like those around you? Or did you choose to instead place your heart, soul, mind, and strength into the hands of your Lord and Savior? <laughs> Were you deceived and misguided? Tricked and bamboozled? Used and abused? Because your anger and your fear... Uh, that got the best of you <laughs> over all the madness of these past few years? If you did, if you did fall for these scams or at least some of them, then you should by now have learned some valuable lessons. And 2020 should have, in fact, been a very eye-opening and, excuse me, revelatory year. Revelatory year, not revelatory. Were things revealed to you? Were truths and wisdoms and insights revealed to you during that year of vision, 2020, for you and for those around you? Um, and, you know, we're in 2022, and, you know, it seems like <laughs> the 
<laughs> this round, a new round of uh, satanic snares and conspiracies are taking place, right? Just the next round. We're down with round one of this decade. It's just on to round two. You know, the next one's waiting right around the corner for us. And if we are not willing to learn lessons from our mistakes, then we are just doomed to keep repeating our losses and carry on with the self-destruction. We have to be still and trust in our God. We can't let our anger and our fear lead us away from our creator and his right ways. Or else we will suffer, we will die, and we will face the consequences that we deserve. Satan cannot make you sin. The deceiver, the liar, the trickster, the corrupter, the evil one cannot force you into joining him or surrendering to him. You, you, as a child of God and a follower of the Most High, Lord and Savior of all, Jesus Christ, are a masterpiece and a member of a royal priesthood. You already have a victory and can only lose that victory if you decide to give yourself up to the forces of evil. With that light now inside and upon you, as one born again and transformed by Christ, the darkness has no hold over you and cannot overtake you for any reason. For any reason that you don't give in to it. Unless you choose to abandon what has been given and return back into that darkness. And, you know, that happens when we give in to our emotions. When we are led astray and guided into self-destruction by our anger and by our fear. Our desires to, you know, seek revenge and get even and secure safety and stuff in our lives right now instead of just trusting in and in the eternity that is to come. An eternity of peace that comes after this life and all of the troubles in it. So, now to the real point of the stream. We'll get back to that at the end, don't worry. Just want to touch on it. So the hoax... The hoax of the last two, the great hoax of the last two years is ending now, finally, at least, at least for now, at least for now it's ending, you know, round one is ending. This holocaust, this pandemic of the last couple years seems to finally be winding down. It served its purpose. It took away freedoms, killed some people who weren't contributing enough, locked up some dissidents justified the printing of a ridiculous amount of money that was laundered and funneled away from people who actually need it and instead placed into the hands of the elites and their allies. It restricted competitors to the ruling class and their favorite companies. It took away benefits, pensions, liabilities, and any and all future threats to the social security Ponzi scheme. It, uh... <laughs> It made many millions of people more reliant upon and dependent on government handouts and loans. Many became less financially stable, had their businesses and careers ended or completely altered, became more invested in nonsense crypto scams and fiat currencies. It made far too many people just physically weaker, infertile, infertile, <laughs> as I usually say more emotionally unstable, demoralized, angry at or scared of their neighbors and, you know, even towards their own family members. 
and just generally spiritually distant from their source, their creator. Not all, not all, but most. <laughs> you listening right now might not be in that group, you know, but it's obvious that it happened. But the energy and momentum of this whole thing is queer, clearly dwindling. And the narratives and storylines that brought us this far are just clearly losing their grip over people's minds. The grabble is losing its influence and the casted spells are losing their strength. The useful idiots that pushed forward a lot of the mandates, regulations, policies, campaigns, and practices, new normals, have begun to lose interest in carrying on with it out of just like a sincere fatigue or, you know, have even just begun to question the legitimacy and the need of it all in the first place. So, of course, of course, of course, instead of admitting defeat, retreating back, or apologizing for being wrong, instead of giving back what was taken from us and doing the right thing and repenting for what they did wrong, we are just instead witnessing a shift right now in the narratives and storylines. No apologies, no your wrongs, just on to the next story. <laughs> on to the next hoax, you know? The anger and the fear is being redirected away from a, you know, from the unvaccinated or the vaccinated and away from big pharma or the science deniers. <laughs> you know, instead we're just witnessing the birth of a whole new satanic agenda. Round two of the satanic agenda that involves protesters or the domestic terrorists and the military industrial complex and threats to democracy and tyrants and terrorists, you know. <laughs> it's the new theme, the new hoax theme we are moving into. We are, shift, we are in a shifting period, and that means we're going from the medical nonsense spell into now a military and physical conflict spell. There is an ongoing breakdown of supply chains and economic disruptions, as well as armed invasions and bombing campaigns planned for the near future. At least what they tell us. Diplomatic tensions rising and a growing thirst for bloodshed among some people, at least in the uh, entertainment and ruling classes, you know. More trade wars and economic disputes, you know, currency manipulations and races to resources between the global superpowers and, you know, all of it's just so fake, so gay, <laughs> just so stupid, so nonsensical, so fake, so gay. So satanic, so godless, you know, it's all exhausting. It's all so silly. But the good news about it all is that just like the COVID nonsense of the last few years, we can just simply refuse to participate in it all <laughs> and just keep on crushing <laughs> in our families and our communities and in our churches. We don't have to join them in their stupid little ward games and, you know, just like we never had to join them in their stupid little cold and flu season storylines. You can just say no. You don't have to participate. 
if you're willing to sacrifice your privileges and do what's right. Stand up for yourself and do what's right at all costs. We have a choice to make, folks. Trust in God alone, fear Him alone, and fixate our eyes on the eternity that is to come after our time here and now. Or take the ticket to play around in the beast system, getting angry at other people, being scared of death and pain, trusting in ourselves only, and seeking for our own advantages to make our lives in this world as comfortable and pleasurable and easy and long-lasting as possible. That choice is yours. You over on Twitch, you over on YouTube, <laughs> Vladimir Putin on Odyssey. The choice is up to you. It's all of our choice. And like most of you watching or listening, all y'all watching and listening right now, here with me live or on a replay stream later, by now you have come to realize that trusting in God over trusting in ourselves is clearly the best choice. Is that not obvious yet? <laughs> is that not obvious yet? You know by now, y'all who are awake, y'all who have been will have been revealed truths in these last couple years or just in general over time. You know that by now, these silly games and novels and spells and famines and recessions and depressions and pandemics and world wars are just satanic schemes. Genuinely and truly, it's not hyperbole. They are schemes of the devil used to make us distance ourselves from God and redirect our focus away from an eternity with him and onto the temporary nonsense of this short life in this fallen world. You know by now. So, uh, you know, we got to do something though, right? We got to do something is what we keep hearing. <laughs> we got to do something about the tyranny and corrupt politicians and yeah, yeah, we do. We got to do something. Like, literally anything else besides holding raves and photo ops and loud demonstrations in the Capitol. Can we do anything else, guys? <laughs> anything else. We could literally be doing anything else that's, like, productive for ourselves and our family and for our community. You know, we could be doing the work of God. Or instead, we can, you know block traffic, <laughs> park trucks in the middle of the Capitol, honk horns, dance around and crap in the streets and, you know, cause supply chain breakdowns for our fellow countrymen and build up enemies and division among our, our fellow countrymen and, you know, even like vaguely threaten violence or <laughs> whether it's vague or implied, you know, against the government and those in charge and and then get shocked and appalled when the government responds with violence <laughs> and retaliation, you know. We could be doing anything else other than that, guys. Anything else. Come on. Come on. Please go back now, if you haven't already, after this stream or right now, and watch or listen to my stream from last week. It's called The Lesser Magistrates, live stream 84 on my channel feed. And you will hear about how we as Christians, what we as Christians must do to properly 
you know, righteously, <laughs> nobly resist and challenge tyranny and unjust authority. We do it in the right way, the noble and just way, with logic and reason. We uphold our duties and obey the just laws. We stand against those who have been given authority, if and only if they disobey God's law and challenge his authority. Because at the end of the day, God is the true authority of all. And we as Christians don't resort to violence or the threat of it or a destruction of society until absolutely all legal and legitimate means of resistance have been tried. There are three ways we as citizens of the Western world can preserve liberty and resist tyranny, writes Matthew Trujillo in the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Through the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. And that last option should only be attempted or used when the first two have been completely and thoroughly exhausted. Completely and thoroughly tried. And that is not at all what we are seeing here with this Canadian trucker protest, right? We're not at all seeing this. <laughs> we are instead experiencing overly angry people who want to get revenge and use violence or at least vaguely imply using violence you know the threat of using it just an implication of using it however you want to like pacify that and water that down all in an attempt to harm or even overthrow their political opponents without truly at all without at all truly using the power of the lower magistrates to resist the wrongdoings of the higher magistrates People in lower positions of authority are not doing the proper and legal, honorable resistance, rightful legal resistances that they have against the higher authority. We are not seeing a genuine push for legitimate and legal stands against the evil forces in power. We are instead seeing selfish, short-sighted, lazy, greedy, emotionally weak, spiritually broken people crying and begging in the streets. <laughs> making vague threats about making vague threats while attempting to harm very real, very innocent people by disrupting supply chains and the job market and the economy at large. You know, and anyways, I mean, it's not going to work anyways, even if it is spiritually incorrect, it's not the correct thing for us as Christians to be doing. It's not the right thing to do. It's not the legally just thing to do. And even anyways, it's, you know, the elites are just going to sit in their mansions and their public, you know, their uh, panic bunkers and wait this out, <laughs> eat their good food and sit comfortably and just wait this whole thing out. You know, this whole stupid, gross, foolish little festival. It's not like they're actually going to be harmed. We are. Our brothers and sisters are. Our fellow countrymen are. We are the ones who are going to not have food in the grocery store shelves. We are the ones who aren't going to have our prescriptions ready for us at the pharmacy because the trucks didn't arrive, you know. We are going to be the ones losing our jobs because there's no trucks coming in or out of our businesses. You know, can your fellow countrymen go without food and medicine and toilet paper and without power even to their homes? for the rest of this winter and into the spring? Will your fellow countrymen support you when all of this starts to hurt them? 
again, it's not going to hurt the elites. It's not going to hurt Trudeau. They'll sit in their mansions and they'll get. They'll have their butlers feed them the food. You know, will your fellow countrymen though still support you when this starts to hurt them and harm them, make their lives uncomfortable or difficult or even dangerous or even deadly? Who is going to be blamed for the inflation and supply chain breakdowns that we are experiencing currently? And that are, you know, just continuing to get worse every month. After all of this, after all of this nonsense, is it going to be the elites and the ruling class that truly caused this all? Or is it going to be blamed on the truckers who are bragging about not working and actively seeking to shut down trade routes? and shipping lanes and supply chains. I wonder who's gonna get blamed, guys. Hmm. If only I could have a time machine and I could go into the future. <laughs> Adequately know who's gonna get blamed at the end of this. <laughs> you know, and are the people who are going to end up, end up worse off after all of this going to have the backs of these truckers when Elon Musk and others like him, other grabblers like him, start rolling out computerized trucks and cars and checkout machines, <laughs> burger flipping things, and you know, automatic skid steer drones to you know replace all the once essential workers. When the firings begin all around the country and businesses start to close because of these economic disruptions and shipping protests. Are the people currently cheering on these protests now still going to have the backs of these truckers and the other participants involved in this? Have you thought this through? <laughs> have you stopped and thought about this? Is the Daily Wire or Steven Crowder or Fox News or whatever else, you know, going to keep being your friends and, you know, go out of their way to send you relief funds when you lose your jobs and when you start to get prosecuted by the government, when the dust settles on this all, <laughs> they still gonna be your buddies when things go south? Will they bail you out of prison and pay off your fines and help you, you know, hire a lawyer <laughs> to help you fight off what's coming in the future? Are these people fanning the flames of physically disruptive protests still gonna be there? You know, are they still gonna be there when the fire is finally put out and? The victims of the whole thing start demanding answers and punishments for those involved. Hmm, I wonder. If only I could see into the future. <laughs> I might know the answer. These grifters in charge are planning and organizing and fundraising and distributing, you know, those many millions, the $10 million raised. You know, these guys are just swindlers, outspoken atheists proud degenerates, supporters of LGBT causes, and people who have bragged openly about using emotional manipulation tactics in the past to gain strategic advantages for themselves and their own causes. The, uh, you know, the first website they used to raise these many millions of dollars by good-hearted, well-intentioned people was, of course, gravel and swindled. <laughs> of course. We didn't see that coming, right? Because they use a very mainstream, openly leftist company that does not allow conservative causes on its site. What did people expect, right? Nor does it allow any anti-government or anti-establishment causes. 
So, like, what were you thinking? <laughs> you think that's just going to happen? So, of course, you know, the Canadian government just, you know, sought to shut it all down, confiscate the millions and redistribute it to, like, their pet pet causes and pet charities, like the ADL and other liberal causes and groups, you know? I'm, uh... Pretty sure after some pushback and threats of lawsuits, those funds were mostly returned to the original donors. At least I hope so. At least I've heard that. I want to believe that's true. That $10 million was actually given back to those people who donated to it. But then, of course, without any delay, uh, you know, these grifters decided, same grifters, same people in charge, decided to use Give, Send, Go after many well-intentioned people petitioned to do so. You know, and that website just genuinely does seem pretty based and pretty um, genuine. <laughs> um, one that allows Christian and conservative causes to actually raise funds for good purposes. However, however, the Canadian government again has sought to confiscate these funds and prevent proper distribution of them to the authentic truckers and protesters involved in this whole mess. Is my music too loud? I don't think so. So yeah, if you can see here on the screen, these, you know, the truckers have lost. They were always going to lose, right? So, uh, at Bony Boy. <laughs> Shout out to my uh, journalist over on Gab, Bony Boy, writes, the truckers have lost. They were always going to lose. And he's quote tweeting, you know, Justin Hitler Trudeau is seizing the bank accounts of his political opponents. Every Canadian better wake up fast. <laughs> yeah, wake up. Like, uh, you should have already been awake. You should have already seen this, this coming, you know? Should have seen this coming. The government's just going to allow fundraisers to disrupt the government. Yikes, if you believe that. So this whole thing, we'll start breaking it down. This whole thing, just like January 6th in D.C. last year in America, was used like a honeypot to entrap good, innocent, well-intentioned folks into a bad situation and blame them for the mess and the problems. To be able to lock up real people and use them as examples for the general public. To show what happens when you use force or a threat of it against the government. And also to show clearly that there are crazies and threatening people on the right, quote unquote, the right that need to be feared and need to be hated by the general population, those still glued to their screens. And they need real people to play the part of the boogeyman. Like, you know, there's only so many feds that can dress up and pretend are real people, you know? They need real people to be a part of the boogeyman. They need real people to be fined and imprisoned. They need real people to take the fall for the upcoming problems in the country, you know? You can't, if, all the, if, it's, if everyone's a fed, you can't prosecute anyone, you know? You can't have any, like, people, you can't have any victims thrown into cells for the cameras and for the people on Twitter to argue about or complain about or whatever. You need real people in prison cells, you know? 
Can't have feds in there. <laughs> Can't have your own people in prison. You know. But yeah. They need real people so that they can justify their little witch hunts and their little fear-mongering campaigns. And, you know, let's be real. At the end of the day, real truckers and blue-collar workers are not actually involved in this. You know, there's some. There's some. Again, there's some good people. There's some well-intentioned people. There's some authentic people um, involved in this, sadly. <laughs> Truly, sadly, they've fallen victim for this. And they've donated to it. And they've gone to it, and they've gotten themselves caught up in this mess. And um, But real truckers and blue-collar workers, for the most part, they're not there. They're not involved in this. They're too busy making money for their families, not risking their careers to be part of a dance party in poop-filled streets in Ottawa, you know, <laughs> in the winter, you know. And if some, if some really are, I'm sure some are, um... And, you know, the people at these raves are, let's pretend that these people at these raves and <laughs> gay orgies are real truckers and that the trucks blocking traffic right now aren't just uh, props on a stage, on a set. Then again, those people have just been severely duped and will definitely be the ones that are sacrificed and thrown under their trucks in the end. They will be thrown out to the masses. Those real people being duped, being played are going to be thrown out as sacrificial lambs. All while the career scammers and political operatives walk away free of their crimes. And with loaded pockets. Loaded pockets. What's going on? New Columbia Movement in the chat says, Jonathan, come to the Southeast chapter in May, fool. Yeah, I am. I am. I will be there. I forget where it is, but it's somewhere in North Carolina. In a cabin. I heard there's going to be good food there. <laughs> I RSVP'd in the group. I'm going to be there unless something comes up. <laughs> I may be a fool, but I will also be there at the Southeastern Chapter Meetup of the New Columbia Movement. What's up, guys? 07s, guys. What's up? Thank you for tuning in. Keep crushing, y'all. Keep crushing. But these protests involving trucks parked in key shipping lanes and locations of government power are seeking, openly and publicly, to disrupt the establishment and cause real people pain in order for their own demands to be met, which is quite literally terrorism. <laughs> it's like literally the negotiation tactics of terrorists. So good job. <laughs> good job, guys. Yeah. And... You know, even though I'm someone who clearly agrees with the overall intention here, you know, that people do have an ability to determine their bodily autonomy and live as free men in their nations, allowed to do their jobs in peace and put food on the table for their loved ones. This, uh, this strategy of negotiation is just generally silly. <laughs> it's un immoral and it's going to be used against us. It will certainly be used against us in due time. This convoy and protest movement, even though well-intentioned in general and by most of its participants, is going to be seen and perceived by most of the rest of the people in Canada as acts of terrorism. 
<laughs> Whether they are or not, it's going to be perceived as acts of terrorism and as dangerously serious protests that prevented innocent people from getting their necessary food and necessary medicines. This, uh, this whole thing will be seen and perceived to be what contributed to more layoffs, more firings, what led to eventually the replacement of truckers and other workers with even more computerized systems and driverless robot cars. Um, and just what led to people's families suffering even more than they already are, you know? Going, yeah. I'm not sure if you heard uh, Matt from Quantum of Conscience, but he described the Shrucker protest so well. No, but I do love Matt. Shout out to Matt of uh, Quantum of Conscience. I'll have to check that out. Hey, there's people getting it, you know. I'm not the only one, right? I'm not the only one. People are getting it. <laughs> people who can who can see, like people who are just like actually trusting in God and not emotionally manipulated manipulated fools can see right through this stuff, right? Which is why we need to do this. Provide voices, provide insights, provide with provide wisdom, understanding, advice, guidance to those who are still being fooled. But you know, it's just it's it's obvious, guys. Go <laughs> going to a nation's capital and threatening those there with disruptions in order to have their own demands met is going to be labeled by those in power and with influence in our society today on the screens, you know, um, as acts of terrorism. Like there's, I get it that it's not, it's not really terrorist being like terrorist, but it's going to be perceived that way. It's going to be framed that way. You're going to be called that. You're going to be persecuted in prison for that. You know, you know, I'm fully aware that there's not really violence taking place, you know, at least yet, thankfully. And, these well-intentioned protesters and even the paid shills alike are clearly, again, at least right now, not seeking to cause any real violence or explicitly threaten, you know, people or lives or become violent anytime soon. Doesn't matter because those in control of the screens and the narratives put out on them are going to paint those people that way. They do a very good job of that. <laughs> we saw that on January 6th, right? They're going to be... These people are going to be perceived as insurrectionists and as dangerous or even deadly to innocent people elsewhere. Those January 6th protesters in Washington, D.C. were clearly not violent, right? <laughs> Anyone sane and understanding and thinking about the situation knows that their calm walk into the Capitol building between the velvet ropes <laughs> to take pictures of themselves in you know, bullhorns or whatever, <laughs> face paint and animal costumes, you know. We know those people weren't terrorists and do, partaking in acts of terrorism, right? They weren't violent. They were mostly boomers and grandparents, <laughs> silly LARPers and cosplayers. But the reality of their intentions and their lack of violence did not stop the government from framing them as dangerous participants of a violent and potentially deadly insurrection upon the Capitol. <laughs> you know, justified doing that justified the brutal imprisonment of a lot of them and the continued witch hunts to prosecute and imprison people, you know, even to now, even a, 
after a year, year, year on, year later. Try to put people in prison for 20, 30 years. The intentions here don't matter. It's kind of the point I'm trying to get at, right? The lack of violence does not matter. The public and those in power are going to portray these trucker convoy participants and the actors and the funders and the grifters all as terrorists and threats to the public. They will be blamed for the incoming supply shortages, the inflation that is already occurring now, and the upcoming economic problems. They will be used to justify replacing essential workers with computers and AI to ensure that blue collar workers will never again be a potential threat to the establishment. Their supply chains, their resources, and their economic gain, right? You come at the beast, you best not miss. <laughs> you can't like try to harm the beast without expecting the beast to fight back, right? You either need to really go the whole way and kill, slay the dragon, kill the beast. But you can't just like try to injure the beast and think that things are going to work out for you. It's not. The beast is going to retaliate. It is going to shut you down and stop you and get revenge. These people will be fined, they will be put in jail, they will be fired, and the public will turn against them because they are causing disruptions to the system that they are truly, are not truly willing to back up with any real force. Again, they're not trying to kill the beast or slay the dragon. And they aren't going through the correct and legal means of opposing authority and tyranny, like we discussed last week. Yeah, Demon Hunter Bear, what's going on, buddy? In the chat said, either go full 1776 or don't go at all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And 1776, they went through all the correct legal ways. They went through everything to, you know, the redress of their grievances. They kept petitioning the king. They kept obeying the law. They kept petitioning and protesting in the correct way. And then eventually it's like, all right, well... Now it's time for the cartridge box, right? <laughs> There's three three ways to preserve here preserve liberty, right? Three means: the, the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. When you've done the first two and you fully exhausted those first two, then you go full 1776 and you get the cartridge box and you go out and you try to slay that dragon, right? <laughs> it's only when all legal and legitimate means of protest and petition have been tried or exhausted. Should any man be considering the use of economic disruption or destruction of property or even violence against a tyrant or those in authority positions who have chosen to rebel against God's law? These protesters are not going about this correctly and they will be punished accordingly. Right? Simple as that. Their intentions are good for the most part. Their cause is just generally good. Right? You know, at least those that aren't paid actors or <laughs> the grifters organizing this whole thing and the people who are parking the fake trucks in the Capitol on the, on the, on the stage. But, um, yeah, these good people are just, in the end, again, going to be swept up and charged with crimes and punished legally for their attempts to hurt the beast. Um, yeah. And just in general, you know, these protesters are being profane and arrogant and gross and disrespectful and spiteful and resentful and seeking for revenge 
for, you know, the perceived abuses of power over the last few years. And just again, this sort of response is going to backfire on them. It certainly will backfire on them. And likely the rest of us with uh, similar opinions and similar occupations, at least over time. They are not standing up to the tyrants and abusers of power in the correct, proper, noble, righteous manner that is required to make a proper stand against tyranny. And it will lead to their own destruction as well as the need for and justification of more abuses of power by those currently in charge. It's just the reality. Sorry, not sorry, right? Aren't some of the January 6ers in Guantanamo? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're getting treated pretty brutally. The LARPers of January 6th. The boomer moms of January 6th, you know. Yeah, it looks like a setup to me. This is Homestead Fielding. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being in the chat. Demon Hunter, what's going on? Shirtless as well. Why do you need to be drunk or shirtless to protest? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I need to like poop in bags and leave it on the sidewalk, you know? Does that just say like, does that just scream out like I'm a noble man of honor, <laughs> standing up for my rights and liberty, getting intoxicated, being shirtless and pooping in bags? Like, <laughs> Come on, guys. So if you can't see on the screen, there's a little thing. This is from Gab. It says the Canadian media is doxing the donors to the truck convoy. And this is from Allison May, Allison Ma. The owner of Stella Luna says she regrets making her $250 donation to the truck convoy, saying she thought it was a peaceful grassroots movement. She made the donation February 5th when police were calling the protest volatile and dangerous. And the story she's linking to says threats close Stella Luna Gelato Cafe after owners name appears in a give send go data leak so yeah the give send go donors their info got leaked and now everyone is seeking to shut their businesses down already right and look at her if you can't see it she just looks like a nice lady you know the short hair is is questionable <laughs> I'm not going to assume assume things about her, but, you know, with short-haired women, it's, something's up, you know, at least something's up. But she seems nice. She's smiling. She's owning a business. She's probably doing a great job for her community. How many smiles has this woman put on people's faces, you know? she And she's just, like, going out of her way to donate, like, $250. Like, she's not some, like, giant mass funder. She's not funneling her company funds into this, you know? Just $250, enough to make a little bit of an impact and not a whole lot <laughs> to be suspicious or weird. And now she has to shut her business down because of the uh, people complaining, protesting her, calling her mean names, emotionally overreacting, overreacting against her. But that's what's going to happen. It will continue to happen. It'll happen to more people, not just the donors, but people who are there in person, shirtless and dancing, <laughs> intoxicated in the streets, you know, physically. <laughs> yeah, I guess that just means LA is permanently protesting, says Homestead Fielding. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. LA's in a constant state of uh, shirtlessness, homelessness, street defecation, and intoxication. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess if that's what we're defining protests as these days, I guess, yeah, LA is in a permanent state of protesting, yeah. And as we speak, the Canadian government and powerful corporations are already seeking revenge upon those involved with the Strucker protest. It's only just beginning. Watch now as those who fanned the flames and started this fire mysteriously avoid jail time. <laughs> mysteriously avoid fines and persecution while good-hearted, well-intentioned folks like this gelato shop owner lady, you know, who, yes, they were emotionally manipulated into joining or participating in the whole thing, but they will be thrown under the bus. They will be the ones thrown under the bus. Honest, well-intentioned, well-meaning, good folks who decide to join in because they are emotionally manipulated into doing so are the ones who will be thrown under the bus. We're under the trucks. <laughs> we're under the trucks. Their jobs will be lost, their businesses closed, their money confiscated, and, you know, again, there's going to be some jail time for this. For those who invested and participated in this obvious PSYOP designed to blame the working class for the problems truly caused by the ruling class. You know, I said this, I predicted this three weeks ago. This is almost like old news at this point. You can check out the video on my profile feed. It wasn't a live stream I did. It was like a separate video that's on my feed about the Canadian protests. You know, Owen Benjamin's been all over this since the beginning and rightfully calling this whole thing out for what it is. You know, there's a good channel on BitChute called Tearing Down Idols that also did an amazing, you know, the Christian response to these protests and also just covered it really well from a Christian perspective. Called it like it is, called out those involved. And yeah, apparently Matt from Quantum of Conscience says um, Homestead Fielding is calling it out as well. You know, not a whole lot of people on the right and in the truther community seem to see this operation for what it is you know at least at first and a surprising amount are still in denial and you know just kind of still going along with it despite all of these red flags but so it goes this is nothing but a disgraceful attempt by emotional people to get revenge on their daddy the government <laughs> by hurting their fellow countrymen in an attempt to force those in positions of power in the beast system to give them back their privileges as well as maybe some rather free stuff along the way, you know? And only those who stood to profit from this personally and those too emotionally unstable are, you know, and easily duped people are the ones who fell for this trucker psyop or even, you know, sadly still continue to fall for the whole thing. Their thoughts and their emotions led them into self-destruction. And guys, it is time to learn some lessons. <laughs> it's time to learn some lessons from this. It's time to admit, admit defeat, admit your fault, repent, move on, grow, go further. And don't be so easily fooled next time, right? And now, of course, there's upcoming protests and trucker convoys planned for the United States. I guess people are planning to drive from California all the way to Washington, D.C. and have people join them along the way and make some kind of blockade around Washington, D.C. for, um, what is it, the State of the Union, Biden's State of the Union or whatever in March. Please don't join. Please, guys. <laughs> Please. Please. 
learn the lessons from this Canadian farce. Recognize it all for what it is. It's a waste of time, energy, and resources that should definitely be more invested. Definitely are is better invested, but definitely should also just be your choice to invest this more correctly, more smartly, more righteously into your own life, your own family, your own community, and your own churches. And just let all the other fools out there and the useful idiots suffer the consequences of, you know, whatever Satan has planned. <laughs> don't, just please, don't fall for this nonsense anymore, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Don't fall for this nonsense, guys. Have you not learned anything over the last few years? It's all just designed to get you caught up in a mess and make you and others look like fools and basically make you out to be the cause of all the problems that are happening and continuing to come, you know, be incoming in our lives, in our society. Um, yeah. So yeah, just to highlight my point, we'll kind of start to wrap it up and transition. We're going to talk about the war in a second, obviously, if you've read the title. But um, to highlight my point here, we're going to talk about, you know, these shirtless bag poopers, <laughs> intoxicated fools dancing around, pretending like they're fighting the government and fighting fighting for justice and liberty in the streets of Ottawa right now. You know, just want to play this clip here. Um, just want to play this clip for y'all real quick to just show how foolish and disgraceful this protest and trucker convoy has evolved into in the last couple of weeks. On a younger year, when all our shadows disappeared, the animals inside came out to play. Went face to face with all our fears, learned our lessons through the tears, made memories we knew would never fade. One day my father, he told me, son, don't let it slip away. It took me in his arms, I heard him say. When you get older, you wild heart will live. So if you're just listening, it was, uh, you know, the gasoline fight from Zoolander mashed up and mixed up with uh, the intoxicated fools dancing around in Ottawa right now. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, pretty funny. So there's that, you know. <laughs> there's that. Yeah, Homestead says music is amazingly emotionally manipulative. Yeah. yeah. Gasoline fight. Lauren Southern is even trying to remain relevant by returning to Canada to cover this big psyop. Yeah. Oh, great. She's back. 
Didn't she have a kid? She what is she she had a, a kid or two and now she's like back to working. <laughs> back to what you said, trying to remain relevant by uh going to this nonsense and interviewing people instead of just like being home raising her child, like being a good mom to her baby. <laughs> That's telling about her, right? Yeah, when things go this worldwide, it's a clear indicator of a controlled op. Says Demon Hunter Bear, yeah. Homesteading says, uh, yeah, lots of truthers are excited and think it is the oorah moment for Canada and the U.S. They just don't learn from the PSYOPs. Yeah. What a mess. <laughs> what a mess, you know? And I think it's their 1776 moment as they're, like, getting drunk. <laughs> Begging daddy government for their rights back, for their privileges back, not even their rights. You lost privileges, guys. <laughs> you lost privileges because you didn't stand up when you should have and say no or just refuse to participate. And now you're begging daddy government to give them back. So, yeah, this whole thing, again, just designed to fail from the start. It was made to look authentic and meaningful at first, but was obviously a AstroTurf campaign to steal and launder money, you know, by and for shady political actors in Canada, while causing perceived or even probably some real disruptions to the economy and to the supply chains that will certainly turn the general public against working class folks instead of the managers of the economy. And the elites of society who have completely and utterly failed over the last decade or two. You know, they need a scapegoat and they just got it. They got a, a gift handed to them right now. Scapegoat to blame all their problems on, right? It's the truckers. It's not me. It's the truckers who cause supply chains, breakdowns, and inflation. Not me. Yeah. And yeah, their pandemic psyop is seemingly failed and seems to be coming to an end so what a perfect way to distract distract and divide people and blame some of the problems and failings that they just had over the last couple of years on truckers and essential workers oh what a great scapegoat the ruling class needed a distraction an event to change and shift the momentum and energy away from medical worries and towards domestic or even foreign threats and also just to blame the economic instability and incoming collapse on useful idiots and working class fools who let their emotions get the best of them. So I just pick uh, the guys laughing at, for those just listening, the guys laughing, you meme, verbal meme, incoming verbal meme. <laughs> Laughing man next to the text that says, all COVID restrictions coming to an end shortly. Yeah, woo. Shocked, disgusted face says, World War III about to kick off straight after. <laughs> yeah, COVID restrictions are about to end. Yeah. Wait, what? World War III about to happen? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Homestead in the chat says, true freedom can only be secure, not lost. Even in chains, God provides your true freedom. Yeah. And Homestead, Homestead Fielding definitely gets it, says, says uh, Demon Hunter. 
So all of this is just one part of, you know, the stupid end to a stupid pandemic narrative and the silly entrance into a new era of psyops and hoaxes designed to just further depopulate the human livestock and further secure those who are left after that is in their cages, in their pens. Their Holocaust served its purpose and they stole their money and they shut down their competition. They stole government and bank money, made you know a bunch of people just physically, emotionally, and spiritually weaker. And it seems to all be coming to an end now, right? So the narrative is now switching to war and domestic terrorism. Gotta switch that narrative up. And they're not admitting defeat. They're not admitting they were wrong. Just on to the next hoax. On to the next. Now the narrative is that there's war coming and there's domestic terrorists that everyone needs to be mad at and scared of. I mean, the crazy thing is that cases... Cases, cases, case, cases, 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 cases. COVID cases are at an all-time high right now. Did you know that? <laughs> you know? After all this, they're coming to an end. Everything's coming to an end. All the restrictions, everything, and it's like cases are at an all-time high. And that was the silly excuse that those in the media and government had been using to keep this thing going for, you know, as long as it has. And to just keep pushing more of their silly restrictions and privilege reductions. It wasn't deaths. It wasn't actual real deaths. We know that wasn't really happening in as big of numbers as they wanted us to believe or be scared about or mad about. But just positive cases, cases, cases <laughs> on the rise. Always cases on the rise. Be scared. More restrictions. More Less liberties. There's cases rising. You know, that's what really truly carried this whole narrative past the holiday season and into this new year so far. And now, out of all times, when cases are, cases, cases are at an all-time high, you know, we're just randomly stopping this whole thing. <laughs> we're just ending the restrictions, giving people back their privileges while just going silent about it in the media. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Do you find that suspicious? Do you find that suspicious? Huh? Do you find that suspicious? <laughs> You know, you know, it wouldn't have anything to do with all the injuries and all the deaths and you know all that that's starting to occur with people around the globe, especially in younger people. You know, with all those who took the two or the three or even the four jabs of an experimental gene therapy. You know, this abrupt end to the oh-so-deadly pandemic wouldn't happen to have anything to do with the skyrocketing number of myocarditis cases in young people. The ridiculously high amount of myocarditis cases and like kids and teenagers and young, young, healthy, athletic people. You know, it have anything to do with the drastic rise in Bell's palsy, would it? Or the drastic rise in head traumas and skull fractures due to people falling and collapsing randomly. Or the rising number of car crashes and workplace accidents also due to fainting episodes. I'm sure the end of this novel, novel, virus novel has nothing to do with the Moderna CEO dumping hundreds of millions in stock and deleting his social media accounts or the drastic sudden stock sell-offs by people at high places in Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson. No, no, no way. <laughs> Couldn't be that. 
No, the pandemic is just authentically coming to an end without any real explanation as to why. Globally, all at once, <laughs> despite a record number of cases and a rise in injuries and deaths taking place. No, it couldn't be that, you know. And so, of course, of course, of course, we're now being ushered into a new storyline, a new narrative, and a new threat. That is to be the focus now of all our emotions. And that is war. War. <laughs> what is it good for? War. <laughs> Sean, you're making too much sense. Yeah. yeah. War, what is it good for? The gravel. <laughs> the gravel, yeah. What is it good for? Satan spreading his garbage? <laughs> that's good for Satan. That's what's good for. Satan now just wants us to focus our anger and fear on new enemies. That's all that's happening, right? We're shifting narratives. Now you're going to be emotionally manipulated into hating and fearing new enemies russia china both overseas and you know of course white people and males here at home and so the war drums they are a beaten loudly over in eastern europe and in asia and as well as just an increased amount of rage for you know trump loyalists and insurrectionists and economic terrorists and you know all that's just only going to continue growing they couldn't just end the pandemic without a bang, so you know some sort of energy suck was needed to replace the whole thing, and so now they're busy manufacturing fake stories of war and domestic terrorism, focusing people's anger and rage and fears away from an invisible threat that was never actually really dangerous to a new, probably not actually dangerous threat that we just call Russia or China, <laughs> your next door neighbor who didn't put a BLM hashtag in their social media profiles or, you know, who refuses to teach their white children to hate themselves and kiss the boots of black folks. You know, those are the new enemies, guys. Hate them. Be, be, be afraid of them. We might not even get a real war. You know, we might not even get a real war. It might happen. It might be like a fake war. It might be local or whatever, but. We also just might not ever even get a real war. You know, this all could just be the beating of drums without any real shots being fired. But uh, they're at least going to talk about war a lot from now on. A big and scary war, one that will make everybody focus their attention on the threat of property destruction and bloodshed for a while as they try to end their pandemic narrative as clean and as quick as possible. They want the angry and the fearful focused on a new, foreign, scary threat 
and to stop thinking about the rising number of infertility cases, all the odd injuries that are happening right now to people, especially young people, all the sicknesses that are on the rise and you know, all the mysterious HIV cases that are happening with people who like shouldn't have HIV, but who also took two or three doses of an experimental gene therapy and you know, the increasing mysterious deaths that are taking place and will continue to take place as we experience the fallout of that experimental gene therapy. Just, you know, just just something to think about. Smoke on it, you know. Don't really smoke on it, but smoke on it. <laughs> yeah. Homestead says, I feel like they're making an artificial revelation at end of days to manipulate people into worshiping the Antichrist when he comes by making people believe events have already happened. I know so many people who think the Kovacs is the mark of the beast. Wrong. Yeah. Big distractions for bigger problems. A story as old as time. Yeah, that's a whole dang thing. <laughs> that's a whole dang thing. Um, I want to play this this TikTok too. Sorry you're not going to see it for all the people listening, but basically it's a TikTok kind of breaking down the two sides of this upcoming war that's supposedly about to happen. So you can just listen to the music. conflict me personally i'm just gonna put my money on the militaries that aren't full of women and sodomites <laughs> the militaries that didn't just do mass injections of experimental gene therapy treatments and the militaries that aren't full of teenagers that just enlisted to gain citizenship or you know just to get their college tuition paid for i'm gonna be a smart man and i'm gonna put my money on the side that fights for god and for country a country a nation that fights defensively in protection of their homeland who is seeking to protect their women and children from the great satan that has been bombing and massacring innocents for many decades now you know the nations whose people can survive without power to their homes and 
the people who can find their own drinking water and food supplies if the going gets tough, and a side that can withstand the elements and hard living conditions as supply chains break down, shortages of resources occur, and tensions grow high within the borders as uh, desperation kicks in. You know, just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just words. I'm just saying. That's where I'd put my money if I were a gambling man, you know? I'm just saying. Just just thinking out loud here. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to put my money on the countries that are known for TikTok stars and their fast food chains and their big empty houses and their fancy clothes and expensive cars and, you know, their sexual degeneracy and godlessness and... The people who barely know how to cook their grocery store bought food on their electric stoves, you know. If they even know that how to do that at all. <laughs> the people who, you know, think that killing animals is gross and mean. And the people who look at their phones every 10 seconds. And, you know, the people who are very overweight and lacking balance to nutritious diets, you know. Just saying. Just thinking out loud here. You know, I mean, might not be placing placing any bets, any monetary bets on the West or the NATO countries, you know, if this World War III does break out and these are the sides, you know. Just th just a thought. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think in the chat, you know? Demon Hunter says, would learning Russian be such a bad thing? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to definitely learn Spanish here pretty soon for my job. My new job, but um, I might have to, you know, how hard is Russian to learn? Is it pretty difficult? I know, like, they have a whole different alphabet. That's what's kind of intimidating about it is, like, I have to learn. Not only do I have to learn a whole new language, but I got to learn a whole dang new alphabet. You know, and the Chinese, too. Mandarin probably would be pretty smart to learn, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 The armies with the mandate of heaven have my support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If this massive World War III does somehow break out in the next year or, you know, in this decade at some point, our side, <laughs> quote unquote, our side, all of us, American and British and German and all the Franks and the Danish and the Dutch and the Scandinavians, you know. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put this out there. Like, we aren't as big and bad and strong and intimidating and mighty and skilled and noble and righteous as we once were. We, uh, we might want to, we might want to, you know, right now might be the turning point in history where we might actually want to reconsider just banging the war drum so loudly and so eagerly and laughing off our enemies, you know, this time around, you know. Because the, uh, the many victories of the past century have made us weak and broken and our empires are clearly on the decline so yeah i agree chat you know maybe we should be learning russian maybe this live stream should become like a let's learn russian together live stream <laughs> i got vladimir putin in my odyssey chat so uh maybe he could help us out a little bit he did tell me a month ago you should swap alliance with russia and my girlfriend will lay with you Quote, Vladimir Putin in my Odyssey chat. <laughs> That's a pretty dope, dope offer. Thanks, Putin. 
But regardless of my thoughts, my personal predictions on the matter, you know, it is a fact that right now in Russia, the war drums are not actually beating, like at all. There is no actual military fervor or massive buildup as we are being led to believe by our own media companies here in the West. No, you know, they aren't calling up their reserve troops at all and their positions are actually defensive along their borders. The people of Russia have no thirst for conquest or empire building and Putin seems to only be playing defensively against the insanity of the Western media and governments while making economic deals that would ensure the financial health for his nation and solidify his reign as a peaceful and prosperous one. You know, man can't live forever, right? Unless he actually is some immoral vampire or whatever. <laughs> it's like I've seen on some conspiracy. Can't live forever. He's got to start thinking of his legacy. And, and, you know, so far he's had a pretty peaceful and a pretty prosperous one. And I'm going to assume he wants to keep that going. And things on the right path. And there is just no appetite for war or conflict from Ukraine, its people or its government, you know, or again, from the Russian people, from their government. Like, this is simply just a Western European and American nonsense story, you know, likely being used to justify laundering more money through military funding and the selling of military equipment to the companies that currently fund and influence the media companies. And the people in power in Washington, D.C. You know, a big circle, a big military industrial complex circle of power in the media and in the government and in these uh, military contractors. And again, it's just likely being used as a distraction. Nothing happens. This whole thing will just be used as some sort of propaganda to depict Biden as strong and capable in global affairs. He stood down Putin. He told Putin to say, he told Putin to stand out and Putin did. Look how strong and capable Joe Biden is. He doesn't have dementia. He doesn't poop his pants. He's good at global, global affairs. <laughs> Joe, trust us, Joe Biden, he made Putin stand down. But we had to end the phone call early because he did poop his pants and we had to change his diaper. Um, yeah, but you know, yeah, this buildup of forces that they're all talking about, that all the hype and hysteria is happening about right now on the border of Russia and Ukraine and Belarus, we've been hearing about over the last few weeks, mindlessly, endlessly, was just part of a military exercise, a routine one, <laughs> one that happens every year. The likes of which, you know, our military and Western militaries do all around the world, all the time. The same sort of military drill and practice happened around this time last year. And the war drum, drums beat, were beating a little bit back then as well. Obviously not as big and loudly as they are right now. But, you know, this is always just the case. You know, when our military does exercises along our enemy's borders, you know, or encroaches into their territory, it's always just excused away as some sort of honest mistake or some non-issue entirely. Well, anyone else who does the same or similar things to us at our borders or near our territory is hysterically labeled a threat to liberty and democracy and an evil empire on the verge of attempting to harm us and kill our children and they must be stopped. You know. 
these things happen. These exercises, these military movements, it happens. It happens all the time. We do it. They do it. It's routine. There's no need to assume that it means that anyone's preparing for an invasion or a massive war. It's foolish. It's silly. Don't let them emotionally emotion manipulate you. Into acting dumb. The push of NATO in the EU eastward into Ukraine and around the various border countries of Russia over the last couple decades has resulted in shows of strength and military preparedness by Putin and his Russian government. That is only what should be expected, right? <laughs> it's entirely reasonable, guys. We do the same thing. We do the same thing everywhere, you know, when other nations do the same or similar. Like North Korea, Iran, China, everyone in South America. Oh, you're going to build up a military? Well, here's a new Air Force base right next to your country. <laughs> oh, yeah. However, you know, we are beginning to cry victim as we do appear to be encroaching further and further east towards Russia's borders with our military and our political influence. We are crying out in pain as the ones that are striking us and advancing towards the enemy that seems to simply want to maintain its own nation's sovereignty and well-being. We are the ones crying out in pain when we are the ones that are striking and advancing. A war right now with Russia would not only severely disrupt the global economy and supply networks, but you know, it would also result in many millions of deaths since most of the energy in Europe comes from Russia and you know, as well as, as well as a large portion of its uh, food and fuel. Cause a lot of instant deaths if these uh, resources stop being shipped into Europe, right? They wouldn't have to fire a single missile to kill a lot of people in Europe. And this desire to start a whole dang war with Russia would seem likely to cripple Europe financially and physically and likely cause a lot of deaths. Again, just by simply... What's the right word? Sieging them. <laughs> Barricading them. Shutting off the fountain. Shutting off the tap, you know. And, this, you know, if war breaks out, missiles will be launched, troops will be deployed all over the map. A massive war would end up being very widespread, very chaotic, very destructive, all over the map, all over the place, different countries fighting. And this could be exactly what the elite want right now, you know, since their Holocaust and pandemic seemed to not really work as well as they wanted it to. And, you know, those eugenicists and those human farmers do seem eager to reduce the population of the world at the moment and since the you know supply chain breakdowns and complete logistical breakdown of society doesn't seem to really be going in their favor maybe they could be doing like something you know maybe they could be wanting to do this but seem is a very important and specific word there seems to be So some sort of war, either a massive global one or just a very heated regional one between global powers, could be a good way for those high, those high up, those higher authorities in the beast system to exit their coronavirus psyop and enter into a new one globally involving warfare and economic conflict, transitioning the enemy from a fake invisible one inside of our bodies to a more physical and real threat at our borders, ready to invade and kill us. Or it could all just be propaganda to boost Biden's ratings or 
just simply divert attention away <laughs> right now. <laughs> Demon, Demon Hunter in the chat says, the NATO cries out in pain as you bring your troops back to base after war games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biden told Putin to sand down, which means, which we assume meant stand down, yeah. <laughs> he also followed it up with Vladimir Putin in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I think about Biden, I think I feel bad for him. They're parading an obviously mentally ill person around as president. Then I realize, yeah, he deserves it. He abuses kids. Yeah, it says Homestead. I've made peace. I believe I'm saved by Jesus. And if they want to blow me up, then it's my time to go. Exactly. Exactly. This guy gets it. <laughs> this guy gets it. Which leads me to my next point as well. My next few points we're going to end tonight with. And we're going to end end with a clip I made. Because all that being said, I can't stress this enough. My dudes, we're done fighting brother wars. Are we not? Have we, have we come to that conclusion yet? I know everyone on Telegram has. No more brother wars. No more brother wars. We ain't fighting for these banks anymore. Make sure that you refuse to participate and instead focus your time and your energy and your resources on yourself and your family and your community and your church. Let these bankers and the mindless eaters and the parasites play their little war games but we are done fighting our brothers, our fellow Christians, all for the sake of nonsense disputes between bankers, human farmers, and Satanists. Enough already. <laughs> Enough already. Just say no. Refuse to participate in every way possible. And like Homestead said, Homestead said it, yeah. Refuse to participate and accept all of the consequences for doing what is right. Know that in the end you're saved by Jesus. And accept your earthly consequences for standing up, speaking out, and doing what's right. Following God in all his right ways. And not killing your brothers and sisters in the faith because some bankers and some Satanists told you that you should. And tried to emotionally manipulate you into hating your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Time is now to stand up, speak out, and refuse to enter back into the darkness, as I mentioned earlier. Refuse to enter back into that darkness. No more brother wards, my dudes. So if you can't see it, if you're just listening, it's just a little picture I found on, on the uh, Instagrams. It says, the best revenge is no revenge. Move on, be happy. <laughs> like, the greatest sign of all time. The best revenge is no revenge. Move on, be happy. Because guys, fruit, not blood. Building, not breaking. Growing, not complaining. Victory, not victimhood. We need to start accepting responsibility for our actions. Repent of the mistakes that we have made. Forgive others for the mistakes that they have made. And return to righteous living focusing our lives on bringing glory to God and not focus on fighting those around us for resources or revenge. The best revenge is no revenge. We need to let go of our anger and our resentment 
and seek to be truly grateful of this life and all the opportunities and blessings we have been given here. We need to band together with our brothers. No more brother wars. <laughs> and we need to band together with our communities and with our churches to be fruitful and multiply, to build a glorious kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, and bring God glory in all of our actions, the big and the small, the seen and the unseen. Just learn from these psyops and honeypots, the hoaxes and the narratives. If you were fooled again, <laughs> if you were fooled once, if you were fooled twice, if you keep being fooled, it doesn't matter. Just go forward from now, now on, focusing your energy instead on the things that you can control, on building and reforming the things that are actually in your own garden and impacted by your real life. We need to do what is right and become right now and focus on returning ourselves to the presence of the Lord our God and bringing as many of those around us with us when we go. Our families, our communities, and our churches need to be, need us to be legendary men, righteously masculine leaders to those around us. And that only happens with faith, loyalty, and hope as guiding principles in our hearts. With a grateful attitude, always, with repentance of the sins that plagued our past and forgiveness for the wrongs that others have done to us, we must place all of our trust and our love into the hands of our Creator and serve Him with our entire hearts, souls, minds, and with all of our strength. All of our strength. Now, tomorrow, and forevermore, let go of what happened yesterday. Don't pay any attention to what is happening over in Ukraine or in Ottawa or in the capital or even in the next city over from you, tend to your own garden, do the work in front of you, lead those in your life with you into righteous living, and bring glory to God in all of the moments that he chooses to give to you. It is time, my dudes, to be fruitful and multiply. The destruction and bloodshed must end now with us, this revenge and thirst for domination must end now with us. The desire for us to conquer and reign over this earth and these people temporarily here right now with us must end now with us. Our eyes must become fixated on the eternity awaiting us beyond this life. As Homestead said earlier in the chat. Our minds must become focused on obeying and serving the Lord our God. Our hearts must be centered on trusting in Him, loving Him, forgiving His children as He also forgives ourselves. Our souls must return to the place where they belong in the heavenly kingdom with our ancestors and with the one who made us all. Be here in this world now to bring as many as you can with you into the kingdom. But do not join in all this nonsense happening around us. Let it go. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Pay it no mind. It was always nonsense. It still is nonsense. And it will always be nonsense. <laughs> Don't 
participate in it. Instead of giving all this nonsense our attention, our thoughts, our emotions, and even our resources or our energy, make sure to be right and do right. Seek and find the Lord your God. Obey him. Serve him. Trust him. Love him. And let those unwilling to do so suffer and die, as hard as that might be. Let them destroy themselves and kill themselves. Let them fight their own wars. Let them choose to rebel against their maker. Let them self-destruct and let them miss the mark. We, we have to focus on our relationship with God and our place in his kingdom and bring as many as we can with us into that spiritual reunion. But we also must be willing to let those who refuse to do so go and let them wage their wars and honk their horns and cheat or steal their way into temporary success and you know, lie their way out of danger and discomfort if that is just truly what they want to do. Let them suffer the consequences of their rebellion against God and refuse, refuse to join them despite the temporary pains and troubles that doing so might bring upon you. Be fruitful, not thirsty for blood. Build, don't break. Grow, work, and provide instead of complaining, making excuses, and hiding. Seek the true victory of eternal salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Follow his right ways and sacrifice what you have when necessary. Reject the victimhood and defeat of living for a comfortable, safe, wealthy, reputable life here and now in this fallen world. Choose instead to pick up your cross and carry it. Live with eyes that are fixated on eternity and live righteously virtuously and confidently with faith, loyalty, and hope in your minds, hearts, and souls at all times, all of the times, forevermore. Coffee Grounds Bear, what's going on, my dude? If you didn't see my shirt, this is my shirt my buddy sent me. It says, Tennessee is lame. Don't move here. <laughs> So I think you might like that shirt, Coffee Grounds, right? And there's other states out there. My, my buddy makes this on mountainfolk.shop, M-T-N-F-O-L-K.shop. He makes different states. I think he has a Utah's lame shirt. Don't move there. Idaho, Wyoming, Montana. Yeah, we did meet at the Tennessee meetup. Yeah. For a few moments. Yeah, we got to get, we got to get meetups going again, even though, you know, he who shall not be named right now in my chat uh, was the one who made that meetup possible in the first place. Oh, Homestead Feeling is Laura? What's Laura Bear? What's going on? I don't know if that was you. You know me. I do know you. Also from the Tennessee meetup. <laughs> What's going on? Hope all is well. Hope you and the husband are doing well. Sorry, I've been calling you a guy and a dude this whole time. <laughs> yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> yeah. All right on. Changed my name from Laura Bear to Homestead Fielding and started a new channel. 
Right on, I'll follow you. Check it out. Do these war drums happen to be 55 gallons as well? Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend in the chat says, yeah, no one else move here unless you get a decent job. <laughs> My girlfriend is a job supremacist. You have to have a correct job, otherwise you can't live here. Yeah. Right on, yeah, we'll do. All right on. Welcome in the trolls to the chat in the D live chat. What's going on? <laughs> Where are my mods at to take care of the trolls? <laughs> well, you can come in. You can come in. <laughs> so we'll close off as the trolls roll in and start saying some, some silly stuff in the chat. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll take care of them after, All right? In closing, tonight, this stream went on much longer than I wanted it to, but it's all right. In closing, repent, repent of what you have done wrong. Forgive others for what they have done wrong. Obey your Lord and put your faith into Jesus Christ, your Savior. Whatever lies you were led to believe, whatever scams you were tricked into participating in, Whatever evil schemes and satanic tricks that you fell for or gave into, overcome them all. Now, go forward now <laughs> into a life of hope, trust, love, and faith in your Savior and claim your eternal reward instead of seeking to gain and acquire and indulge for yourself in this fallen world. They convince people to wear masks and inject themselves out of fear. They convince people to protest and riot and disrupt society out of anger and resentment. They, or Satan and his minions and his other useful idiots, are going to continue doing, you know, whatever fake events and false narratives and scare tactics and threats and violent acts they can to get you to choose to abandon your trust in and love for God. You'll do whatever it takes, right? But you can always reject that offer and stay close to your creator, your Lord, your shepherd, who will certainly lead you through the valley of the shadow of death and into the green pastures. As always, I love you guys, love you all, even the haters, even those haters out there watching right now, coming into my 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 chat at the end here, I love you. <laughs> I still love you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hearing me out, putting up with me, commenting here in the chat, even these haters and trolls coming in. Thanks for the follows. Thanks for the shout outs, all the support. I appreciate it all, guys. Y'all are all amazing. Remember to always seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Keep faith, loyalty, and hope and as important guiding principles in your life. Make sure to do good, be good, love, and be loved. Fixate your eyes on eternity and keep them there no matter what has happened, is happening, or will happen around you in this place, here and now. And, like I said earlier, we're going to close with this clip. 
And I just want to remind you that no more brother wars. Never. No more. It's not happening. Just keep crushing in peace and prosperity for your family, your community, and your church. By, for, and with God. Let the bankers and the Satanists fight their own wars. Play their own stupid, silly little games. And again, I'm going to close this little clip I made. Until next week. It's not really a clip I made. I mashed up a bunch of other clips that people made and pictures other people had with some music. So until next week, I love you all. Truly, I do love you all. There's nothing you can do to change that. There's nothing you can do to change that. Even y'all in the chat that are haters and disruptors, I still love you. Jesus loves you. There's nothing you can do to change that. Take care, y'all. See you next week. Every step you walk across this land, every patch of grass, every footprint in the sand, know that where you walk is the realm of honoured men. They built everything, all you have is from them. Their hard graft and their love for their own, their determination and urge to build a lasting home. So every time you enjoy what you've been given, remember the white men who were so eagerly driven. Every time you sit on a train, it's rapidly moving across the track. Remember how it was built by men. Remember how they broke their back to give you everything today taken for granted in the most selfish way. 
You did not build these lands. You did not struggle with your bare hands. Building roads across the moors, neither did you fight the wars, where men were sent to fight their brothers, torn from their families and weeping mothers, to fight and butcher their own kind, upon the lies of reasons they'd never find. These men who built our home, who lay under the dirt wherever you roam, they were sent to bloodbaths far and wide. They couldn't escape, nor would they hide. The men went out to fight their brothers, each war getting worse than the others. And of all our kin, two come to mind, of brothers fighting and severing their bind. The British men and their German brothers, who should have never fought each other. For if either could see the end result, the lies they were told, and the final insult, that upon their bodies evil would walk, flying over the rubble of Europe like a savage hawk, crushing their descendants and denying their right to exist, as the young are taught they're a blight. And over the graves of war and death, a degenerate monster would arise with a breath and spew its evil across each of our lands until few of us were left, reaching out in despair with a weeping hand. Those men, our men, fighting brother wars, would have thrown down their weapons and returned to our shores. They would have reached out their hands and cried to the skies, Not for this future shall I now go and die. Not for this future shall I fight my brother. Not for this future shall we butcher each other. Those men who built and fought and gave us everything we know, if they knew what lay ahead, they'd never want to go. To the fields of death in their millions to suffer so great, no. Not one would go if they knew this was our fate. Those men, our men, would have thrown down their weapons and returned to our shores. And they would scream out loud to the heavens, No more brother wars. No more brother wars. No more brother wars. No